Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. God wants to reach all nations with the gospel. Jesus has timelessly commissioned his church to go and make disciples. Make disciples. Thank you. Thank you so much. Great to be sharing with you today. Let's welcome those watching in Leicester and online as well. It's great to be carrying on this vision series 2023, looking at what it means to be radical disciples of Jesus. And today uh, we are looking at how we are wholehearted as radical disciples in our obedience to him and how this enables us to live in freedom. Now, I wonder what comes to your mind when you think of the word obey or obedience. You know, for some of us, we might have uh, negative feelings maybe associated with the word. We don't, in our culture, necessarily want to be told, do we, what to do or feel maybe restricted in any way. You know, obedience and freedom can seem like two mutually exclusive things. And so we don't really like, you know, having a sense of restriction. Um, and so we don't really like being told maybe, you know, you must obey or you must do this. But actually, you know, the good news is the Bible has a lot of positive things to say about obedience. And in fact, as the title of this message suggests, it's when we are wholehearted in our obedience to Jesus. That is when we truly live in freedom. You know, a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Dave Smith um, told you how his golf game is improving. And uh, I can tell you this is true. Uh, he's not lying to you. Um, and because uh, we play uh, regularly together. And uh, he's modest enough to have actually not told you that last year when we played together, he did in fact beat me. Um, yeah, you know, miracles do happen. And, um, and uh, you know, I'm not one for excuses, but uh, we played at the end of a very long day. I hadn't eaten much. Um, I, was, I think I was carrying a bit of an injury as well. And it was dark, so you could barely see a thing. But, you know, Credit to him, he did well. But it was a really enjoyable game, actually. We were neck and neck going round, and, and we got to the final hole. It was a par three, kind of short hole. And uh, I went first. I hit my shot, and it landed on the green near the hole. And I thought, great. Phew, you know, worst case scenario, we're probably going to draw this. I might even sneak a win if Dave hits it into the bushes, as can occasionally happen to all of us. <laughs> and so as I'm standing behind him, praying for this to happen, um, he then takes his shot, and... Um, Hits a really good shot, uh, straight as an arrow. Goes, lands on the green, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe this is going to be a draw. However, the ball keeps on rolling. And uh, suddenly it dawns on me, this is going in. And it, as time kind of slowed down, my worst fears were realized as 
Dave's balls slowly rolled past mine and went into the hole. A hole in one, can you believe it? Uh, first time I've ever witnessed one. You're playing the senior pastor, of course he's going to have angelic help. So, you know, I didn't stand a chance, did I, really? So, um, anyway, um, I was pleased with him. We were literally, the two of us, jumping up and down with joy and celebration. It was a, a great moment. Um, and here's a picture, actually, of him, of uh, enjoying... Um, you can see my ball there in the background. Look how close I was. But um, anyway, credit to him. He did well. But um, you can see how, you know, instead maybe of, you know, crediting Dave with a victory and, um, you know, celebrating with him, what if I instead decided to declare, actually, Dave, you haven't won. My truth says you haven't won. And uh, I refuse to accept your victory. Can you see how my disobedience to the rules of the game would uh, not only be unfair today, if it would undermine really the very reason why we're playing. After all, what would be the point if you could just decide whatever you want to do? But it would also take away, wouldn't it, any sense of joy and freedom to enjoy the purpose for which the game was created. In other words, the freedom is to be found not outside of the confines of the rules, but actually within them. The blessing is to be found within the boundaries, not, out, not the other way around. You see what I'm getting at here? This is a principle not just for sport, but for every area of life. It's when we obey and submit to the rules of life, you could say, created by our God, who is our creator, and who knows us, knows what's best for us. His creation, uh, his design, if you like, for us is always going to be best for us. His plan is always going to be the best for us. And so put simply, it's when we wholeheartedly obey Jesus, that is when, you could say, we are our most free. Jesus says in Matthew 28, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. You see, the reason why Jesus is so passionate about our obedience is because he knows that as we follow him, we follow him into freedom. And so today, my prayer for all of us is that as radical disciples, we would, in increasing measure, wholeheartedly obey Jesus, and as a result, live in increasing measures of freedom. Who's up for that today? Living in increasing measures of freedom in your life. So let's look at this wholehearted obedience, the freedom of wholeheartedly obeying Jesus. You see, Jesus loves you, and he wants you to walk in freedom. You know, he's got amazing plans and purposes for your life. He, he came to us to give totally of himself on the cross, totally of his life, taking upon himself the, the, the sin and the, and the shame and the condemnation and the guilt, the darkness. It was put to death with him and through his resurrection he defeated the power of, of that which holds us back, that robs us of our freedom. And so we can trust him, we can follow him because he's made a way for us to receive life in all its fullness, his life, life eternal, a life of freedom. And so we can obey him and trust him because he has, as the Bible says, good, pleasing and perfect plans for our lives. Now for some of you here today and watching this, you might be really struggling right now. You might feel like you're being held back by guilt or by the past, or by shame, or by hurt. You might 
be struggling with, you know, severe kind of addictions even, or just bad mindsets or unhealthy habits. Things that you just are desperate to get free from. Others of you might, you know, feel like you just want to walk in increasing measures of the freedom that is available in Jesus. To, to be able to not be held back by fear or anxiety, but to step into the calling you feel God's placed on your life, to step out with confidence and with courage, to look ahead maybe, after years of being in survival mode, to maybe seek God to enter into a season of thriving again, to lift up your gaze with faith and expectancy and freedom. My prayer for all of us, wherever we're at, is that we would live in the reality of these words of Jesus that he says to his disciples and he says to you and me today. He says this. He says, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. How many of you want to walk in greater levels of freedom? You know, to be no longer held back by the past to be able to make the right decisions in life, to be able to overcome maybe things like temptation that comes your way. Well, you know, Jesus lays it out pretty clearly here, doesn't he? He says we are truly radical disciples, truly his disciples when we remain faithful to him, faithful to the Bible, faithful to his leading. And as a result, we will know the truth And the truth will set us free. We will walk in the truth, know the truth, experience the reality of the truth, and we will be free as a result. You know, I'm so passionate about this because I've experienced it in my own life. You know, I've shared previously times where I've been through uh, battles with my health, um, having undergone three major heart surgeries in my life, two of uh, which in quick succession in 2018 and 2019. And one story in particular in 2018, I think, relates to this. Because in 2018, after my second um, heart surgery, I was recovering in hospital. It was a big ordeal, big procedure, of course. And it was about a week or so afterwards. And I was expecting to go home. I was uh, kind of all the indications were that it had gone well. And, uh, you know, I was expecting the doctors just to come and say, yep, you can go home now. And they came to me. And instead of saying that, one of them sat me down and said, Actually, on the scan that we've just seen, um, there is an abnormal reading. Effectively, there's abnormal heart function. You can't go home. You've got to stay in hospital. And that was it. And then they left me. And so uh, I remember the following day, after, as you, I'm sure you can imagine, uh, 24 hours of wandering, you know, mind racing and bad sleep and worrying, kind of thinking, okay, what, what's going to happen here? I remember the following day at six o'clock in the evening, I was expecting to hear more news, I hadn't heard anything all day. And instead of trying to distract myself, I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna go uh, to the toilet just for a bit and just to kind of be on my own for a bit. And um, you know, I thought, well, doctors have gone home now, I'm probably not gonna hear any more news today. So I left Chrissy by my bed and I went into this toilet. And I remember, I will remember what happened in this toilet for the rest of my life because as I went into the toilet, I just, I just sat down and I started to pray. And I really sensed the presence of the Holy Spirit just come upon me in that moment. And I remember distinctly praying this prayer. And I said this, I said, Jesus, I don't understand what's going on. But I choose to trust in you. 
I lay down what I want. I lay down my will. And I choose to follow you. Whatever they tell me, I choose to follow you. I can honestly say, in that moment, even if it was just for a glimpse, (laughs) probably the first time in my life where I can stand here with integrity before you and say, I was offering Jesus my whole heart. Not just physically, but actually emotionally and spiritually. And after I gathered myself, I then opened the door, and I hadn't realized, but uh, there standing before me was the surgeon who had uh, operated on me with Chrissy. And it was very unusual, actually, for surgeons to be on the wards late in the evening. He'd come specifically out of his way to see me. And uh, he approached me straight away and said, look, ignore what you've just heard. Everything's fine, you can go home. Now, the point of the story, as good as that is, the point of the story isn't kind of the ending there because there were still, the biggest battles were yet to come. I still had to undergo, just a few months later, um, you know, more surgery, etc., and battles that I've shared about previously. But the point is this, I really firmly believe that God was kind of just marking something there for me because the, the freedom that I've experienced as a result, the freedom that I'm walking in today, you know, I'm still on a journey, don't get me wrong, I'm still on a journey of, of, of obedience and freedom, but I believe that the freedoms I'm, I'm walking in today, you know, freedom to not be so worried and anxious about my health and other things as well, the freedom to be a dad <laughs> that God has called me to be, to be the husband that God has called me to be, the freedom that we've experienced in our marriage as a result, and the, the, the peace and the purpose that I've experienced in my life, a lot of it, I can link it back to what happened in that hospital toilet. <laughs> because I believe it set a trajectory for me in my life of not just a one-off, but ongoing obedience, a trust to his will and a trust to his way. In the big and in the small, Trusting in his plan, no matter how I feel, no matter what I'm seeing, no matter what I'm experiencing. And as a result, I can tell you today, I've experienced a freedom in my life that I honestly didn't think was possible. You know, when we choose to wholeheartedly obey Jesus, we choose freedom. You see, we discover more of who we really are. We discover more of why we're here, what we're living for, and ultimately where we are going. You know, the great news is that as we wholeheartedly give ourselves to Jesus, we we welcome him into our lives in increasing measure. We experience his love conquering our fear. We experience his hope conquering our despair. We experience his peace in the midst of the storms. We experience his hand upon our lives, leading and guiding us into his good plans and purposes for our lives. So what might it look like for you as you dare to believe for your future, to step into new levels of freedom? Take those big areas of your life, things like finances, you know, to be no longer worrying about, you know, or fearing lack in your life or obsessing over money or losing sleep over it, but instead to walk in the freedom that Jesus promises us, you know, to follow his commands of how to handle our money. And as a result, as Jesus says, do not worry in this whole area. We can live in the reality of that by experiencing the provision and the protection 
of our Heavenly Father in this whole area. Imagine for your life, you might not just be so free from the fear of lack and worrying about money, but actually you'd be somebody who is just joyfully giving. <laughs> They're living a lifestyle of generosity out of the overflow of what God is pouring into your life. Let's take relationships, the freedom that you might experience as you walk in forgiveness, receiving God's forgiveness in your life and being able to extend it to those around you. No longer being held back by maybe what you know, in the past has happened to you, past hurts or, or bad experiences. You know, to be able to overcome things that can ruin healthy relationships, bad mindsets, lust, addiction to pornography, being able to overcome those things, to be truly free from them so that you can enjoy healthy relationships. Let's take our vocations, you know, what we're called to, seeing it really as a calling and not as something that we have to try and control and, and burn ourselves out over. To not link our identity with so much you know, as to what we do in our lives, but to see our identity in the one in who we follow. To know that we have a great calling on our lives, to be able to relax and rest into that and work from a place of rest. All of this as a result of following in obedience what Jesus says about all of these things and experiencing a great freedom as a result. Just imagine the freedom that you might experience as you wholeheartedly give yourself to Jesus. So the question is, how then can we, in increasing measure, live in freedom as a result of being obedient to Jesus? And that's what I want to look at next, is this, the discipline of wholeheartedly obeying Jesus. You see, the key to growing in any area of life involves discipline. A few years ago, after I'd put on sympathy weight uh, when Chrissy was pregnant, um, I had a desire to lose some weight. Now, if I, you know, uh, having that desire, just decided I was just going to carry on eating junk and not exercise, you know, guess what? Nothing's going to change, is it? You know, I had to do something. I had to discipline myself in order to affect and bring about some change. You see, when we're talking about discipline here, we're talking about the training, if you like, or, or practicing in the training of obedience. It's not just a, about a one-off decision. It's about consistent, long obedience in the same direction. Discipline is about a lifestyle, if you like, of creating healthy habits uh, and, and practices that are going to enable you to follow Jesus in increasing measure and, as a result, experience his life and his freedom. John Mark Comer, who is a great author and pastor, puts it this way. If you want to experience the life of Jesus, then you have to adopt the lifestyle of Jesus. And so, putting it frankly to you, it's not always going to be really, really easy to be wholehearted in obedience to Jesus. You know, taking the exercise example, if you haven't exercised for a long time, as I hadn't before I started, when you start exercising, your muscles ache, don't they, to begin with? You know, if you've been going your own way for such a long time, a radical obedience to Jesus is going to take, you know, some effort. Sometimes it'll be a challenge. Sometimes we've got to be able to trust in the promises of Jesus, the goodness of Jesus, what he says in his word, his faithfulness, even in those times where we don't feel his presence, experience his provision or know his peace in our lives. This is about following the teachings of Jesus. Jesus says, you're truly my disciples, not if you sometimes just obey one or two of my teachings and play pick and mix. No, no, it's about obeying him wholeheartedly. Everything, everything, all in, as Dave shared a couple of weeks ago. This is about being all in 
for Jesus. And as a result, though, we experience freedom. So it is going to be challenging. But the good news is we're not on our own in this. You know, Jesus didn't just lay down a bunch of rules and say, there you are, get on with it. His promise to his disciples, as we see in John, and his promise to us is this. He says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So the Holy Spirit is our great helper. He doesn't just come to teach and to guide us into following the commands of Jesus and obeying him. But actually, as we heard about last week, he comes to not just live with us, but fill us. We are filled with the very power and presence of Jesus. That's why Paul, when he's writing to the church in Philippi, he's commending them on their obedience and their faithfulness to Jesus. And he says this, for God is in you, working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. You see, this is such good news because the Holy Spirit comes to fill us and gives us not just the power, but the desire to do what is right. So in those times where we might feel like we are weak, he'll remain strong. In those times where we might make the wrong decision or go the wrong way, he'll correct our path. In those times where we might fall short, his righteousness will prevail. His forgiveness will prevail. He's at work in us. And the promise of God is that as we seek to obey him and follow him, well, he'll work all these things out. You know, our past, uh, past kind of prior disobedience even, who works it all out together for our good and for his glory. We have a companion on this journey of discipleship. <laughs> we have the spirit of God. We literally get Jesus <laughs> by his spirit working in us, helping us, changing us, empowering us to live his way. And so for some of us, there might be some big decisions that we need to make. Firstly, to be baptized. Jesus specifically mentions it here. Interesting, in the Great Commission, he says, be baptized. So that tells me that this is important. <laughs> it's not just a symbolic thing, this is deeply spiritual. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen people be set free in so many areas when, they, when they're simply baptized. And so if you haven't yet been baptized, do check it out. Find out more about it. Sign up to the baptism class and be baptized and live in greater measures of freedom as a result. For others of us, it might be that we need to bring those big areas of our lives, you know, money, jobs, relationships, what we're looking at, you know, in terms of TV and the internet, bringing all of that under the lordship of Jesus, looking at what he says about how to live in these areas and trusting and following it in obeying him. You know, as, as we heard last week, prioritizing time with Jesus, being disciplined to, to spend time alone with him, but also being disciplined to, to come together on Sundays and in midweek as well. You know, it's so, so powerful when we come together and freedom abounds, you know, when we come together as the family of God because we know in God's word, when we share what we're going through with each other, you know, again, that's one of the ways in which I see so many people get set free. Simply bringing something out into the light and sharing it with someone else, you know, a trusted friend or pastoral leader can enable you to walk in greater measures of freedom. So that's all of us, I'd say, be increasingly vulnerable because as a result, we will live in increasing freedom. And so a great missionary and author, a great example of a radical disciple is Amy Carmichael. She lived in the 19th century 
And uh, she uh, made some big decisions of obedience to Jesus. She left her hometown of Ireland, moved around the world uh, to a culture completely alien to her own in Sri Lanka and and India. Um, And uh, it was in a time where she was at work in really, really risky, challenging environments, helping to set women free from sexual slavery. And um, she's gone down as one of the heroes of the faith, impacting the lives of countless people throughout um, generations. And um, uh, she says, though, yes, those, those big acts of obedience are important. But what's interesting, though, about Amy Carmichael is in one of her books, she puts it this way. She says, the tests are always unexpected things, actually. Not great things that can be written up, but the common little rubs of life, silly little nothings, things that you're ashamed of minding one scrap. <laughs> you see, it's the common little rubs of life, or the silly little nothings, those things that we can sometimes think are inconsequential or you know, that seemingly kind of small and mundane, actually what she's saying is those things are very, very important as well. And so it might be that the Holy Spirit's wanting to do a deeper work in all of us today to help us make those, yes, smaller, but actually still very important changes in our lives that are going to enable us to walk in greater levels of freedom. And so for some of us here, it might be just to take that next step in committing to this, this church, you know, to, to go on the discipleship pathway. We've, we've created a discipleship pathway specifically there to help you grow as a disciple, to get on to next steps if you haven't yet done it and sign up to, to being a Kingsgate partner through the partnership course or to, to get involved in a life group or a serving team. You know, the things that we can do within the church steps that we can take of obedience that are going to enable us to walk in freedom. And then things outside of the church, as we're going about our daily lives as well. You know, just being more sensitive maybe to the leading of the Spirit as we go about our day. So that we, you know, at work maybe don't get drawn into that that unedifying conversation or that gossip or whatever it might be. But instead to, to have the wisdom to be able to share life and light into that scenario. You know, to be able to have maybe the confidence in your sphere of influence, wherever that may be, to, to step out and share your faith, no longer being held back by the fear of what other people might think or say, to have the freedom of the, the Spirit working in your life in increasing measure, knowing His leading and His guiding. And so wherever you're at, I'd just encourage you, maybe this week, just invite the Holy Spirit, say, you know, would you just show me what next steps I can take in following you into greater levels of freedom? For an example, me and Chrissy over the past 18 months, we've just been quite radical about the media that we're consuming. Not that there was necessarily anything wrong or or sinful what we were watching before, but we just felt really that God was leading us to restrict TV and and news, social media, um, so much so that that we've kind of been quite radical in terms of what we're looking at, screen time and stuff. Not to restrict our freedom at all, you know, there's nothing wrong with those things, but actually because we just felt we wanted to be, to be closer, if you like, to Jesus, listening and hearing more from him. You know, how easy it can be sometimes after a long day, you know, to, to turn on the TV or just switch on the radio or, you know, go scrolling or have a drink or something, try to find some comfort in those earthly things. Nothing wrong with those things, but we just felt like we wanted to, again, replant our true comfort, our true satisfaction, our peace and joy more and more in Jesus. He is the one who truly satisfies. He is the great comforter. And so for us, we've just been quite radical in that and and making those steps. At first, they were kind of, you know, 
um, a bit challenging to begin with. But I tell you what, the more you do it, the more, like it is with exercise. You, know, you start exercising, it'll be sweaty, it'll be hard. The more you do it, the better it gets, the easier it gets. The more you enjoy it, you get the endorphins. You start to you know, ex- experience the freedom of a healthier lifestyle. Well, then the same is true spiritually, isn't it? As we partner with the Holy Spirit, we are partnering with him as he leads us into greater measures of freedom. It might be challenging at first, but the more we do it, the more we allow him to work in us, giving us the power and desire to do what pleases him, the more we will walk into those greater measures of freedom as a result. And so I want to land by just encouraging us all that actually in Matthew 28, Jesus begins the Great Commission by saying, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go. So be encouraged today that you know you have the one with all authority over, over sickness, over death, over sin, over those temptations, whatever's holding you back, he has the authority and he's at work in you so that you can not just have to do this, you get to do this. You get to walk into greater measures of freedom, the great plans and purposes that Jesus has for your life. Dare to dream again today, church. Dare to lift up your gaze for what Jesus might do as you say, Jesus, I want to give you my whole heart. Let us pray together, wherever we're gathered, in Leicester and online as well. Um, Can we all stand together? We're going to pray And I'd just like firstly to pray for those of you who might be watching this in Leicester, here in the room, and you might feel like, actually, when it comes to this whole area of obedience, you've never maybe made a decision to, to, to say, Jesus, Jesus, I want to follow you. I want to know you. Or you might have made that decision a, a long time ago, or you just feel today, actually, yeah, I have gone my own way for a long time. But today, you're wanting to say, Jesus, I'm going to recommit my heart to you. I'd love just to lead you in a simple prayer in this moment of just inviting Jesus by his spirit, the one in whom we've been talking about today, just to come and to fill you, to experience his love, his forgiveness, and his freedom. I love this passage in the New Testament. It talks about the obedience of Jesus, in fact. It says that he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. See, Jesus loves you. We can love and obey him because he first loved us. He loves us so much so that he went to the cross and took upon himself the sin of the world. And it was put to death with him and he rose again, defeating the powers of sin and and guilt and shame and all those things that can weigh us down so that we might receive life in all its fullness and so we might know life in freedom both now and forevermore and so if that's you and you're wanting to invite Jesus into your life today just pray this simple prayer with me and church let's all bow our heads and close our eyes and Just simply, everybody, let's join in with this prayer so nobody's exposed. Just simply repeat after me. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you that you love me. Today I choose to follow you. I turn away from my old life. And I give you my heart.
Would you come into my life? Would you forgive me? Cleanse me? Set me free? And I look forward now to this life with you. A life of freedom now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer in Leicester and online and here in the room, you'll have some next steps at the end of the service that you can take. We'd love to partner with you in helping you on this journey with Jesus. Uh, for, for the rest of us now, before we worship, I would just like to just pray greater freedom upon you. I just want to pray that, you know, some of you might have come in here and you, you, were, weighed, you were weighed down. You were, maybe you feel like you're under a cloud. You might feel like it's been a season of just survival for you. And Today, my prayer for you is you'd walk out of this place knowing that God's with you and you can walk into that freedom, thriving with Jesus at the center of your life as you give your heart to him wholeheartedly. And so why don't you just put your, your hand on your heart, actually. Place your hand on your heart. It just really is a symbolic way of saying, Jesus, I want to give you my heart. I want to give you my life wholeheartedly again today. And I want to live in the freedom that will come. Even right now in this moment, why don't you just bring to mind what next step you might take in obeying Jesus. You might have, might have been something that would come to mind even as I've just been talking. But even now, Lord, I just pray. I pray for us right here in this moment. That even now, Lord, as we put our hands on our hearts and we make a commitment here to wholeheartedly follow you, Lord, I pray even right now, Holy Spirit, would you come? Come right now and fill us afresh. I thank you, Lord, that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And so, Holy Spirit of God, would you come and fill us? Fill us right now. I declare right now that chains will be, be breaking in Jesus' name. I declare right now strongholds will be torn down in Jesus' name. I declare right now, Lord, for peace to abound. Those who feel like they're in the midst of a storm, Lord, your peace, your supernatural peace that transcends all understanding, would it fall? Would we be filled with your power and your presence? Lord Jesus, I pray for each and every one of us that we'd go out from this place, go into our week with a new sense of freedom, a new sense of confidence and courage. And in this moment now, we are going to speak the name of Jesus over every situation. And as we sing this song, almost like see it as you saying, Jesus, you are over every area of my life. I give you my whole heart. I'm holding nothing back. You can have everything, Jesus. I speak the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that we would know you, Jesus. We would know you as the truth in increasing measure. And the truth will set us free in Jesus' name. Let's sing and let's worship together.